road, and while the discipline calmed and centred me, with every breath I drew, a memory assailed me. Stone and sea, there were so many of them. Master Lo Fung. He had taught me the five styles, taught me all that I knew of the Chin manner of meditation and harmony he called the way. It had served me well in the conflict I was leaving behind me. It had led me to find the strength and courage to serve as a companion to Princess Snow Tiger and the dragon whose indomitable celestial spirit was housed within her mortal flesh. Were it not for Master Lo's teaching, I would never have been able to help free the princess and the dragon from the curse that bound them together in the midst of a bloody civil war. Nor could I have endured the aftermath in which I put my small gift of magic in the service of Emperor Jew, breathing in and swallowing the memories of hundreds upon hundreds of men who had conceived, built, and wielded the terrible weapons known as the Divine Thunder. I carried the ghosts of those memories within me yet, tasting of brass and sulphur, blood and smoke and horror. I returned to the breath of wind sigh, willing it to carry away the lingering acrid tongue. My dear Arnhem burned steadily within my breast, calling to its separated half somewhere to the northwest. Since there was no escaping the memory, I let myself think about Bao, the stubborn chin peasant boy who had walked away with half my soul inside him. Bao hadn't liked me much at first, nor had I cared for him, He was Master Lo's apprentice, guide, and companion. His magpie, Master Lo called him. I remembered my first sight of him, a lean-muscled young man, with dark eyes glinting with disdain under a shock of unkempt black hair, carrying a steaming pot of bone-marrow soup over his shoulder on a bamboo staff. That had been in Terre d'Ange, the land of my father's birth, the land toward which I first set out in pursuit of my destiny, a quest laid upon me by the Marquin John herself. In my youth and folly, I thought I had found it straight away in the form of Raphael de Morelio, the healer with the charmed touch. Raphael, who was able to merge his gift with mine, to channel my magic to heal others. Raphael, the Queen's favourite courtier and lover. We had wrought miracles together, and it had nearly killed me. If it hadn't been for the Queen herself, it might very well have killed me. Jahan de la Courcelle, there at least was a memory that made me smile. God, I'd gotten myself involved in an almighty tangle when I came between Jahan and Raphael, and yet in the end, It was Jahan who had rescued me from Raphael's ambition, and Jahan whom I had come to love. My father was a priest of Nama, the Dongeline goddess of desire, and his line was ancient in her service. Nama's gifts ran strongly in my blood. I had found pleasure and pride in serving as Jahan's companion. It had hurt to leave her. It had been too soon— when my infernal destiny summoned me to accompany Master Lo Fung, Jahan was carrying the king's child, and she was frightened. I wished I could have stayed until the child was born. I couldn't regret leaving, though, 
not after the purpose I had served in Chin. I had seen the dragon, once restored, launch himself in glory from White Jade Mountain, his undulating silver coils gleaming against the blue sky. I had ridden in his claw. I'd seen him summon the rain and drown the terrible weapons of the divine thunder, ending the war. I'd seen my impossibly valiant Princess Snow Tiger restored to honor. And yet, bow. My dear Arnhem flared as my thoughts circled back to him. When had I even begun to harbor a fondness for him? I couldn't say. Somewhere in the long hours we spent together in Terre d'Ange, while Master Lo Fung taught us the five styles. Mayhap it was the first time I'd won an almost smile from him. It was on the long journey on the great ship to Chin that matters had changed between.